0: Who stole the money? Deep in thought. Now the eyebrows arch ever so slightly. And Hooker solves another case. Ah. Uh, okay. Mm. All right, Trey, you try it. Mm. Go ahead. Ready? Okay. You ready? Yeah. Get loose now. Loosen yeah. up. Loosen up. Loosen up. Okay. okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Trey, who stole the money? That's good, man. You nailed it first. <laughs> <you know, buddy. laughs> Give me. <laughs> it. That was good. Okay, Mitch. Come on. Show me some magic. Come on, Mitch. <laughs> Mitch, who stole the money? Look at that, Trey, look at that. Look at the anger in his eyes, look at that. See, that slight squint that says, hey, I'm Mitch, I'm the man, don't mess with me. Okay, let's taste some drugs. Hooker's got a bag of white powder in his hand. Spears it open with a pocket knife. Ah. Takes his little pinky in the powder, and he touches it gently on his tongue.
1: Watch the eyebrows. Hooker knows it's cocaine. Ah. What if it's cyanide? My name is Adam. I'm Melissa. And this is Below Freezing, a podcast in which we talk about films with a Rotten Tomato score of 32% or less. And we watched a movie today with two very good actors doing pretty good work. I'm talking about uh, Robert De Niro and Eddie Murphy in the 2002 buddy cop comedy Showtime. Um... So I, I picked the film mostly out of necessity, um, you know, because uh, y- you're busy raising our kids and doing your thing. So I was <laughs> like, well, fuck, we'll just pick a movie. Um, I should say two things. One, our kids are not here. And two, we've been day drinking. So we're going to be louder. Oh, and life little-
0: is just glorious right now. <laughs> yes. Yes, it really, it
1: really is. Uh, it really is. Um, So. So I, I mentioned that, that Eddie Murphy is in this, and I'm going to talk a little bit more more about him in a little bit because he has got some interesting stuff. So the people behind this movie, um, this was directed by a man named Tom Day. He, he hasn't directed a whole lot. Um, he directed a movie that I know you have seen in Shanghai Noon. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, which I have not seen. Um, yeah. And he also directed Failure to Launch, which I know of. I haven't seen seen that, yeah. That McConaughey, I think it's Kate Hudson, him and those two? I don't know. Yeah, anyways.
0: Heard of the movie, I don't know who's in it. Like, I heard the title. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know it's McConaughey. I'm not sure who else is in it. And then, so this was written by uh, three people. Uh, First person is Keith Sharon. Uh, He has not done much. And then Alfred Goh and uh, Miles Millar, they've worked with Tom Day before on Shanghai Noon. They also helped co-write a lot of the Smallville, Smallville, Smallville show, the one about Superman. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, who's in this movie? Let me tell you. Uh, Robert De Niro plays Detective Mitch Preston, Eddie Murphy, as Officer Trey Sellers. And then our supporting cast, um, we have Rene Russo, who plays Chase Renzi. She's the like producer of the show that they mm-hmm. end up being on. Uh, Frank uh, Frankie Faison plays Captain Winship. He's the the police captain who, at the end, says you can't you can't do it. He's also from The Wire. In case you were wondering, okay, he was he from. Okay, he did
0: look familiar. Yep. Okay,
1: um, Pedro Damien as Cesar Vargas, the the bad guy. Um, uh, Drenna De Niro, who I mentioned to you, was in the mm-hmm. movie. She plays. Um, Uh, Renee Russo's assistant she is the real life adopted daughter of Robert De Niro um most deaf is in this as lazy boy which is just kind of a a cool name and then how do you how do you not talk about the fact that William Shatner Shatner. as himself yes playing a director uh I I don't even (laughs) understand it that that's fantastic (laughs) that he's in this movie um and he
0: did all his own stunts
1: he Clearly. did. Boy, he was really throwing himself around, yes, wasn't he? Yes, he was. My God. I, yeah. My God. Way to go. <laughs> um, so accolades. Uh, hey, Eddie Murphy was nominated for a BET award for this, for Best Actor. Now, he lost uh, to Will Smith for Ali. So he lost to somebody actually doing a little bit better job uh, doing a, a role, I, I would say. Um, but I
0: mean, Eddie Murphy was classic Eddie Murphy in this, though. That's true. Okay. Like, he... Ah, yes.
1: So, so here's, here are two things I have to bring up. So, um, uh, Eddie Murphy was nominated for two Razzies for this. Um, first for, for worst actor. Um, now this was a combo. This was a bad year for Eddie Murphy, I should say. Um, in terms of doing, so he did this, he did, uh, The Adventures of Pluto Nash, which we just watched recently, which holy shit could be an episode of this show. Um, and also a movie called I Spy, which I think he did with Owen Wilson. Oh, um. He was also nominated, for, or he actually so he lost Worst Actor to Roberto Benigni. Now you might know Roberto Benigni from Life is Beautiful. Uh, oh, was well, he the main guy? Yes. Okay. So a few years later, he did a uh, uh, a reimagining of Pinocchio, which I Ooh. only heard bad things about.
0: Okay, I've heard the badness of this movie.
1: Yeah, um, I didn't know he was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: that's sad because Life is Beautiful and his like I know work in that and his Oscar well, like, he, well, when he, he was like jumping on the chair. He
1: wrote yeah. and directed the movie too. Oh. So it was Life re- is Beautiful? Mhm. Dang. Yeah. Um so so he and then uh Eddie Murphy was also nominated for worst screen couple uh whether it was with De Niro in this or Owen Wilson in I Spy or himself in The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Okay. Um now now the big bad film that year was swept away, which is the Madonna film. Uh There was a w-
0: Madonna film?
1: What do you... Like in life?
0: Like what are you talking about?
1: So the movie that beat this for worst film this year was is... called Swept Away.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying like the movie swept away the like Razzies.
1: We are already having clear communication issues. Hold you should on. see. This is a breakdown in our marriage.
0: There's a... <laughs> Okay. Madonna was in a movie yes. called Swept Away. Yes. That swept all the Razzies.
1: Pretty much, yes.
0: Gotcha. Now yeah. we're on the same track.
1: No, no, no. Our our listeners were. <laughs> You're just way behind. We have swept away. By the way, it's. Uh, do we? We do. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Watch it at some point. <laughs> um, but this leads to a a, a different kind of of razzie conversation that I want to have. It, I think I mentioned this. Either, I think with about Nick Cage a while ago. So, um, Eddie Murphy won worst actor of the decade. For The 2000s. Now, let me. I just want to read through his movies because there's a few notable good movies in here, okay, but mostly it is pretty bad. So, uh, this is from the 2000s to 2009. So, okay. the Nutty Professor 2 sequel, The Clumps, okay, not great.
0: I liked him in it,
1: okay. Uh, Shrek, which, I liked him, yes, and and the Shrek movies, which are the, the first three are in this are kind of notable exclusions from yeah. this list, okay. Uh, then he does Dr. Doolittle.
0: I've never seen that one. Not
1: not good. Um Showtime. Ye- I we'll get into it.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm not trying. Uh, yeah. Um, I liked it.
1: I did too. Uh The Adventures of Pluto Nash. I liked it. Uh, as a bad movie. Uh, Adventures of Pluto Nash was not good.
0: It was a but
1: a... <sighs> We're not talking about that yet. Wait, okay. hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. Okay. Um I Spy, which I haven't seen, I haven't seen but it. I've heard bad things about it. Daddy Daycare.
0: I have not seen all of it. But uh, I've seen parts of it and I good. laughed.
1: Haunted Mansion. Loved it. Not good. Shrek 2. Liked okay. it. Girls, Loved it. His only Oscar nomination. Dream Girls. Okay. Then he Norbit, which is another I, big heavy makeup movie.
0: I laughed.
1: Jesus Christ. Shrek the Third. I Fine. liked it. Um, meet Dave and Imagine That. These are, I believe, Disney produced movies, but that didn't have okay, great Rotten Tomatoes. I've never course. heard of them. Not a great decade for Eddie Murphy.
0: I would differ. Right? That's the you, right thing. You would differ? I would... <laughs> you would disagree? I would disagree, yes. I differ from your opinion? Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> and this is where, like... This is where, like, all the movies I like probably are on the Razzie.
1: Ah, yes. You know? Yes.
0: I would say I liked a lot of those movies you just mentioned. And if I... And I haven't seen them. That was probably if i liked it or i haven't seen it and Maybe then when i do see them so i'll probably be like i loved it. What's
1: funny about that though is those movies that you haven't seen are all later in in the 2000s when we when we were dating and i probably just wouldn't let you see those right. movies. So so meet Dave and imagine that. Like, I wouldn't so i wouldn't let you subject yourself right. Think to of see it. those
0: all the movies beforehand. Is when like, I did, like I like in high school before yes, we were dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I would just like <laughs> watch them myself. Or, <laughs> and <then>. Daddy
1: daycare. <laughs> yeah. You're 16. Grow Haunted
0: up. Mansion. Grow Love up. It. Love it.
1: <sighs> uh, so let's talk budget. This movie. Okay. Now I, I know you don't often think about film budgets, but I want, what are you talking about? Is that, oh, I'm sorry. Is that, that
0: is why I can't sleep at
1: night. Okay. Yes. I, that's a great point. Listen, dear listeners, I'm so sorry. My wife does stay up later than I do because I'm an old man. But she's on her phone and I didn't know what she I don't know what she researches. It's clearly box office budgets. I
0: try to balance the books for Hollywood. Oh, fuck.
1: Good well, good kudos cuz that's tough right now. Yeah. Um how much do you think the budget for this movie was?
0: Oh. You have to give me a range. Okay, like so like, what, okay. so like,
1: um, that, that. Like, give me an A, B, C, D. Okay, what the fuck? No, I'm not gonna give you different. No, I'm gonna, so Rage, that Nicolas Cage movie, that, that had, that movie had like a, like a $20 to $25 million budget. Okay. So knowing that, what do you think the budget on this movie was?
0: I think it was $60 million.
1: $85 million okay. budget. Those
0: scenes, the car chasing scenes and the blow up scene, that is what the budget skyrocketed. Well, I would say that, guarantee it.
1: That De Niro and, and Eddie Murphy I would guess too. And
0: that also.
1: So this movie had an 85 million dollar budget. Opening weekend it made a whopping 15 its US gross was 38 million and worldwide it couldn't crack even its budget. It only made 78 million dollars worldwide.
0: When was this movie
1: made? 2002.
0: I think the people that um <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? You have a great
1: gesture. I have no idea. The
0: people that are supposed to promote. There we go. The promoters of this b- failed because I've never heard of this movie. I didn't know what movie we were watching until you said it. And then when you said it, I said, this is like Showgirls? And you said, no, Showtime. <laughs> and, okay. and, then,
1: and then you were disappointed that we weren't watching Showgirls. Well, and we I, had no, a conversation where we said, showgirls.
0: you said Showgirls isn't below 32%. And I said, because there's too many boobs in it.
1: And I said, "Hell yes." Yes,
0: um, I've never heard of this movie, so I think the people that were pro- supposed to promote it didn't really promote it that well. well like, was it promoted? I think well? so.
1: Yes, I do think it was. I think at this point, Eddie Murphy hadn't quite fallen off um, like into obscurity yet, and De Niro, De Niro was still he was two years. It was two years after Meet the Parents, so in terms of his like, I'm kind of shifting to more comedic role, Robert De Niro. He was kind of in the heyday of that. This was actually like Eddie Murphy, this Robert is so De Niro. This is so weird. Um, I just think, I think ultimately it wasn't the kind of movie people wanted to see. It came in 69th that year of the films in 2002 between Undercover Brother, which I've heard, heard of. It. Um, I it's Eddie Griffin. Uh, Who I don't, is that? He's a... <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. And number 70, 40 Days and 40 Nights, which is the, jo- the Josh Hartnett comedy where he gives up sex for Lent. I've never seen it. I just, I've, I, I can see the trailer in my head so vividly. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's fine.
0: What a good Catholic boy.
1: Yeah, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> um, Roger Ebert, our good friend, Roger Ebert, he gave this movie two stars, not as bad as it could have been um, out of four. Uh, He said the cop buddy comedy is such a familiar genre that a movie can parody it and occupy it at the same time. The characters in Showtime do it as a kind of straddle, starting out making fun of cop buddy cliches and ending up trapped in them. The movie's funny in the opening scenes and then forgets why it came to play. Oh, hot damn!
0: I disagree. Melissa
1: is not happy with that. Oh my god! Um, we come to our favorite part of the show, where Melissa tries to guess the critical and audience score. Can I? I'm going to give you the blurb oh, first. It says, okay. "Showtime starts out as a promising satire of the buddy cop genre. Unfortunately, it ends up becoming the type of movies it's satirizing." I. <laughs> <laughs> now wait, hold on. How? I want to get the. I want to get what you think the audience did. Okay. I want to get, wait, so critical first, oh. and then audience, and then I want to know what you score this, because oh. you are sitting over there like fuming.
0: Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I think I I did the audience and the critical based off of my thoughts. Okay. Audience is based off of my thoughts, um, but you want critical first. So I my first question, well, it wasn't my first question, but it was a question in the middle of my note-taking was, how is this movie under 32%?
1: Fair okay. question. Fair question. So
0: because I know it has to be because you picked it. <laughs> <laughs> Critical, 32%. I put it right at 32%. Okay. Audience,
1: 85%. Okay.
0: Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a I big easily death. would have given this movie a 91. Hands down. 91%. I enjoyed it. I didn't need alcohol.
1: Oh, we forgot the whole part. Yeah, we we, oh, yeah. we we were day drinking too. So our wine of choice was a uh, Chateau Saint Michel Riesling.
0: It's our go-to. Yeah.
1: It, yeah. Um. So you yes, thirty-two critical. Yes. Got, and I
0: did say it should be higher. It should critical should be in the seventies. Is okay. what I wrote. So
1: <laughs> its critical score is a twenty-five percent. Uh, what was your audience score? I said eighty-five. Um, what would you do if I told you that the critical score of 25% was the same as the
0: audience? <gasps> <laughs> Oh my God!
1: Your eyes got so wide. Oh my God.
0: I, wow. I should not be in movie <laughs> critiquing. You need
1: to stop balancing the budgets. You gave this movie wow. way too much money. This
0: movie it. was, I, I like, I, I, I liked this movie so, a lot.
1: So this is what I wanted to say. That-
0: and I wrote it towards <laughs> the end of the movie. I even did my like judging towards the end because as the movie continued to go, I, will, I was barely taking notes. I, I, I was invested. I, I will agree.
1: <laughs> so this is what I want to kind of lead into our discussion with. And I, I mentioned this movie when we were talking about Eddie Murphy, and it's The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Now, you said it was, you said it was a good movie. Yes. See, now, I think it was – I think it. I it like,
0: was like it, hokey at point. But
1: if we were to do an episode of Below Freezing on the Adventures of Pluto Nash, and I ask the question, "Is this a good bad movie or a bad bad movie?" I would say a good, that's bad. a good bad movie. Okay, this was just a fun movie. This was a good I, movie. I would not call this a bad movie. Not and, at all. And I wonder if this is just um, us, you know, eighteen years after the fact, we're not seeing this movie for what it is. It's not. You know, it's not Eddie Murphy and Robert De Niro's grasping for straws in terms of like coming out at the time. This is they were us. not
0: doing this to get an Oscar.
1: No, well, of course not. Right. But what I mean is, those we're not we're not seeing this movie as movie people when it comes out in two thousand and two. Right. We're not seeing this and going Eddie Murphy and Robert De Niro, they're really talented. Why are they doing this? Which is what I'm guessing maybe is what drove this down. Is like you guys are putting yourself through shit for a shit movie. So I think we're way past this movie coming out and like to, to watch it for the first time with fresh eyes and in, in 2020, I just think it's funny.
0: Uh, I really liked it.
1: And and they do the thing too. They have a great cold open where we have Robert De Niro talking very, very seriously um, about how boring and, and like tedious it is to be a cop. And how Only-
0: it's not um, what you see in the movies yeah. and all that. Yeah. Only
1: to then have a hard cut that he's talking to a classroom full of like, like second seven graders. year olds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, like, this movie knows what it's trying to be. It's not trying to be anything, uh, you know, incredible or Oscar-baity. It's just, it's a funny movie. Um, Now, here's what I will say. De Niro has played a better cop before. He did that in Midnight Run. Eddie Murphy has played a better actor in a movie before. He did that in Bowfinger. But just because this isn't their best kind of versions of other things they've played before... I still think they're both. Really I think good they the were movie. so
0: fun together, completely different, like opposite ends of the scale. But I enjoy, I enjoyed it. And I did like going in. I if I can.
1: Oh, please do. How we
0: saw De Niro at the beginning, really like stern and like talking about his job and like kind of making cops sound like it's like a really like, why would you want this job? You don't get paid a lot. You're constantly doing paperwork, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then you cut to Eddie Murphy, who's, you know, so into it and like in a, this like detective room scene, like and then there was one line and I was in it. I was like, OK, he's like a serious detective. Um, he made one line where he goes. Uh, when we were younger, we were two little Irish boys or something, and I got confused for a, a second and then it immediately like cuts to like he's in an audition. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, so he's not a cop. He's an actor. And then as he walks out, he's changing into his like co- his cop uniform, yeah. and he is a cop. And um, So
1: maybe it's because of the little research I did. I, I I knew that he was wanted to be an actor. I knew that was part of the gimmick of the movie. So when, when his thing starts with him slamming his fist on the table, I'm like, this is already an audition. Oh. Like, I got that this wasn't real life.
0: Re- and I wrote, nailed. He nailed it. He nailed that audition until he said, like, Two little Irish boys and I was kind of like taken aback for a moment.
1: But well clearly that was the, the terrible script it was reading right. from.
0: Um yeah, I I I was like I liked it from the beginning. I was like, okay, so we've got these two different cops, let's see where it goes.
1: Well, and that's in you know, in, in the Roger Ebert review and even in the the little blurb from Rotten Tomatoes that I read, and that's this movie is exploring and sort of making fun of the buddy cop tropes right at the beginning. Right. Um, there's a thing where, uh, where Eddie Murphy stages that fake robbery where <laughs> the guy steals Rene Russo's purse and they fight. And then ultimately we find out that it was fake. Um, so De Niro is leaving and um, he's like, he's like, forget it, I'm out of here. And Rene Russo actually says the line. So are you saying you wouldn't work with him in a million years? And he's like, yeah. And so, there's like that's the idea of like the buddy cop it's it's like it's eddie murphy and nick nolte in 48 hours it's it's danny glover and mel gibson and lethal weapon it's the two that shouldn't be partnered up and then of course oh wait but that's what makes them a good team is yes. they're so different like they acknowledge it right off the bat right that, like oh they don't work well together perfect team
0: and the the fact that they were making this all a reality tv show made it like believable and 10 times better. Well, Maybe it made it 10 times better
1: for you okay. as a, a, uh, an avid watcher of okay. reality TV. Oh, well, eh, yeah. Okay. By avid watcher. I mean, you watch more than I do. Right. Which By is percent. Yes, yes, exactly. There it is. There <laughs> it is. That's, 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 those are the numbers we were looking for. <laughs> I don't know where to go next. I
0: mean, Oh, you should segue into, um, the plot of the movie.
1: So, yes, we have we have kind of brushed past the plot and we've I mean, part of it is the fact that there's this reality TV show going to that's going to happen with um, uh, De Niro and Eddie Murphy uh, teaming up. But what's happened uh, kind of earlier on how they meet in the first place is that uh, De Niro and his other partner, his partner before Eddie Murphy are um, trying to break a drug smuggling ring or something and um, it goes wrong because Eddie Murphy sees it happening and tries to be a hero cop and most deaf who's in this movie um, has this gun that like is like a fucking crazy automatic shotgun that looks like a machine gun and,
0: and a bazooka yeah
1: it's fucking crazy and uh, he's blowing people away and uh, and so we find out that there's like a bad bad guy this Vargas guy and um, he's he's working with like the ballistics expert at LAPD, which we don't know until later, um, to help create these like I don't know like these super weapons, pretty much, uh, three of them obliterated a house into fucking in nothing. like
0: less than a minute.
1: Um, and so, really, it becomes it's not just that the show is happening, but that um, De Niro and Eddie Murphy have to actually team up to help try to solve the case. And that's 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 pretty much what the the movie is about. Yeah. Um. So can we talk about Unsung Hero like right off the bat? Okay. It's got to be Shatner, right? Oh. Oh, is it not? My my unsung hero is Shatner.
0: Oh, mine was Powder.
1: <laughs> Please explain who Powder is.
0: Powder is the dog that they they give Robert De Niro, so he looks more of the part. Um, uh, Rene
1: Russo and uh, De Niro's actual stepdaughter, as as her assistant, they've they've made over his apartment. And in doing so, they've also given him a German Shepherd who used to be a police dog.
0: A drug sniffing dog. <laughs> Named Powder. Named Powder. <laughs> so cute. So cute. And Eddie Murphy says something I don't even know, or like, and then the dog goes from cute to like vicious in a second. Robert De Niro's not having any of it. And then later in the movie, they take back all the stuff and it goes back to Robert De Niro's house. And then the police officers say they come for powder to take powder. And he's like, no powder stays.
1: And he's powder, he's a powder technically a police officer. And if you touch him, that's assault and I will have to shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, um, they, they, we're out.
0: Powder was in three scenes, two scenes,
1: three, three. Yeah. 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 We and- meet him. There's the scene where he's watching Showtime with De Niro and then yep. the scene where they try to take him.
0: Yeah unsung hero
1: see Shatner is in like two <laughs> and Shatner <laughs> he was
0: good he's a close second Shatner
1: yes. is is playing himself he's making fun of the fact that he played over-the-top characters in his past and fucking a Shatner is sliding over cars and doing he doing somersaults backflips?
0: or not backflips but like rolls uh, yeah. side rolls. Well, let's let's be real <laughs>
1: side <laughs> he is not back
0: <laughs> yes yes he's doing like side rolls um and he slides over a car and
1: just biffs it. Now, I I I know we just talked about powder and I know we just talked about um William Shatner, but we have not talked about the actual unsung hero of this movie. Um, Shaggy, who
0: is he actually Oh
1: yeah, Yeah. Okay, performed he, the title song yes, for Showtime. My
0: third note is is this Shaggy's? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just, it's Shaggy. Yeah.
0: That was the first CD I ever owned.
1: And like this is clearly like like that must have been 2000 2001 where Angel and it wasn't me. So like this is like the producers of this film Shaggy. He's cool right now. Yeah. You're singing the fucking theme to Showtime. <laughs>
0: showtime.
1: Show <Showtime>. It's Showtime. <laughs> um so uh you know I you know there's not a I the, the movie isn't too complicated plot wise. So um were there things that like worked more for you or that didn't work for you or that? Like, yes. Oh, I got Let a stern finger pointed my way.
0: The restaurant scene. Oh, where my she God. Visits or she has her first meeting. <laughs> I have she, that. Renee Russo, has her first meeting with um, De Niro. De Niro. And they're eating burgers and she's they look like great burgers, by the way. And, you know, they're having a scene, whatever. He leaves. She puts her burger down. And the waitress goes, "Do you want that to go?" And then it pans to a cockroach. the counter, and a cockroach is like running across the counter. And Rene Russo is like, mm, "No, <laughs> like, but she doesn't freak out." I was freaking out watching, and that restaurant was booming. Well, and there's cockroaches on the counter. Like I, I wrote, "Ew, gross, cockroach on the counter." WTF.
1: <laughs> so, but like, part of me was also,
0: and like, like why the waitress
1: was like smiling. Like the waitress clearly saw the cockroach. Yes. She was trying to make a joke when really it's like, okay, get the fucking health department in here because this place needs to be shut yes. the fuck down. Yes. Nix, What's it called? Nick's. Yes. Nix, I'm sorry. Nix. I'm calling you out. Get your shit together. But
0: like every booth was full. It was, it was, it was gross. And do you think and they were why? trying
1: to do a, met, uh, uh, a way of transitioning from Johnny Cochran to a cockroach? I don't huh? know. I also uh, was thinking maybe yeah, yeah. that cockroach Just right past
0: was it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that cockroach was the cockroach from Men in Black and this is in the same world as Men in Black.
1: So two things. One, did you know that Will Smith was an ex Will Smith? Did I say Will Smooth?
0: You <laughs> wouldn't know what you. Did said. you
1: know that Will Smith was an executive producer on the film?
0: Uh baby, I have a talent. <laughs> Of connecting films Talent and worlds. Is
1: one word for it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, uh, so I, but it's funny you mentioned that though, because I was trying to connect worlds. Oh. So do you remember the movie Nightcrawler yes. with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes, I do. Who is the station manager in that movie? Renee Russo. Is this the same character, but more jaded and fucked up years later in Nightcrawler?
0: Oh, possibly.
1: I like that one. Now
0: I did tell you I recognized her from somewhere, and you didn't answer me, so that's where I recognized. Well, there's a her couple from. things.
1: She's also from the the latter uh, Lethal Weapon movies. She's in Tin Cup. She's in Get Shorty. She's—I mean, she's in a bunch of shit. Yeah. Uh, but maybe Nightcrawler is the thing that you've.
0: Pro- I think so.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm now, thinking. How fun that's...
0: is it to connect movies?
1: It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, it's fun. It's always fun to see somebody like Eddie Murphy who plays so serious all the time. Be funny in his own way because he's he's still basically being De Niro. But
0: wait, you just
1: I did say Eddie Murphy, didn't you I? You
0: did, and that's why I was like, My Eddie God. Murphy is serious. Yes, <laughs> I was very confused.
1: We see De Niro be serious all the time. Yeah. Um. And it's like, I one of the notes I have here is um they've given him a Hummer, which is the douchiest of cars, and uh he's trying to park it in the parking spot, and then Eddie Murphy pulls in like the Corvette and like takes up two spots, and he slides over the hood. It's like, yeah, yeah, what would you think of that? He's like, a real cop would never slide over the roof of a car. And He's like, why? Because it because it's impractical. He's like, no, because your holster scratches the roof of the car. And like it's just the way in which like he he's able to be funny with his like a, just a, such a dry delivery that I really I honestly appreciate it throughout the entire movie. I love
0: that you say that cuz I had a line where I just wrote Robert D is great. <laughs> I just I just like him. <laughs> I know him as Robert D. We, Bobby D? Yeah.
1: You know, and and all the stuff like I think what makes the stuff with Shatner so so great too is that Shatner's trying to give you know Eddie Murphy all these lessons on what what you should look like being a cop on a TV show, and De Niro's just watching it and like the way he's either not reacting or kind of in a way subtly overreacting like when when they're working on the eyebrows and yep. De Niro's just like staring blankly at him. It looks like the most acting we see De Niro do in the entire movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I also love when um, he says uh, a real cop would never taste the drugs. Like, what if it was cyanide and they're just like frozen?
0: They look like, oh, crap. Yeah. Um, Okay, so when we first see Eddie Murphy and he's running with his gun straight out, Ah. my first note was, uh, you don't hold a gun like that. We 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 know that police officers don't hold guns like that, but in movies, police officers hold guns like that. And I just think that that's so interesting. Well, and straight out arms law. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think I, you know, for whatever reason, that's just the way it's been done in in movies and TV shows for a long time. And then I was working on a show in grad school where uh, our fight director on it talked about like tactically, it makes you hold them at chest level against your chest. And then when you turn a corner, you put it out, but you never you never go around a corner with your arms out because somebody could just like chop your weapon away. Right, you which hold... they do
0: do that in this movie. Yeah, so maybe that's like playing on. Well, yeah, that's you true. Know?
1: I mean, it is the whole point of this movie is it is kind of satirizing the the buddy cop movie. But no, but that's a great point to make is that you know you would not really hold a gun that way if you were if you were trying to like sneak in or go around a corner. Now, right. if you're already got a gun drawn on somebody, sure, but. In terms of that like sneak approach, you would yeah, you wouldn't do it that way.
0: Yeah. Oh, and that cameraman, oh my gosh, when they're in when they're in it and they're filming the you know, following Eddie Murphy and Robert De Niro doing their thing. Yeah. And they run out of the building and that cameraman flips over the fire hydrant. Oh, that looked like it hurt.
1: Yeah, it it looked <laughs> fucking painful. Oh my gosh. Now he's he's actually uh on Thirty Rock. We don't watch that show and I don't know his name, but that's that's somebody who became somebody bigger after this movie. Oh, I just I just don't know his name.
0: Because he did that stunt
1: his Oh self. yeah, yeah. And that camera fucking broke.
0: Oh I feel like he did too. But it was funny watching him because then like later in later scenes, he's walking backwards and again he's all doing this while looking through a camera and he like goes right back into a pool. Like I was just like, this poor cameraman. <laughs> um
1: I would well, love I would love to talk about two scenes with you. Um, I'm going to try to just give, I'm going to give them like, just, I don't know, kind of bland titles because I feel like, um, I feel like there are some, some funny things in here. Do you want to talk about the, uh, the justice channel scene?
0: Oh yeah. Okay. You start it. You, you start.
1: So one of the, uh, most deaf's partner, I, uh, God, it's not lazy boy. Cause that's most deaf, but he had, a, he had a funny name too. I can't remember what it is. Um, basically he's, he's in jail and, um, they're trying to find out who he's working for, but he's not talking. So, uh, but De Niro's already fucked that up because De Niro has taught him before. So Eddie Murphy goes in as this promoter of a new channel called the justice channel. And basically he's like, we're going to shine a light on your case. And you know, we're going to give you a chance to say what really happened. And you know, all you have to do is say who really did it. And, Basically, through a very funny scene where the, the the guy ends up like talking really kind of over dramatically into the camera, but in I a very how
0: they both were like overplaying yeah they're overacting
1: um and i I don't have his name, but i I kind of wish I because he's he, that that one scene for him is pretty fucking funny too, yeah, um, and so I just, and this is the idea of just the, the justice channel and 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 how that worked I thought was um. I thought was pretty good. The other, uh, I don't have a scene, but I guess it's when we discover what Mitch's hobby is.
0: Oh yeah, we haven't
1: talked about his hobby.
0: We haven't talked about his hobby,
1: which is
0: it is uh, like clay sculpting. What is that called? Pottery. <laughs> Pottery.
1: <laughs> Boy, I thought I queued you up so well. You did, and
0: then you clay put-
1: sculpting. <laughs> what they do in ghost yeah is that it yes
0: um and he's so terribly bad at it and he's been doing it for six years but oh yeah do you know what
1: i thought was a nice little detail though that like they kind of gloss over is that it was something that he it was six years ago and clearly before him and his wife got a divorce and it was it was suggested to him by his marriage counselor as a way to just kind of relieve stress or to get his mind off of police work and clearly he's divorced we know that because he's not married in the movie and he says it but he's still doing it and there's something i don't know i don't know why that sticks out to me but he clearly like i mean if he got divorced it could have been something that he just gave up right but he didn't and i don't know why but i find that to be an, an interesting touch that's so touch. funny
0: i told his his character is so closed in like he doesn't give a lot um, of information at all and i think that that information The fact that he was divorced and then he had this hobby, such a random hobby that took over his entire bathroom. Um, And then when he mentioned like, you know, it's six years, it's something that our marriage counselor told us to do. I don't know. I almost took that as like, it was almost, uh, clearly he took the job. The job was his life and like his wife was probably second. And I think like when she, she probably was like, it's over And that might have been like a big hit to him. I don't know. This is all just like perspective. But um, I think that that says something about him where he's like, okay, I did mess. He's not somebody who makes mistakes and he's made that clear. Clearly a mistake happened. So he's going to try to just, you know, do what he can to not have something like that happen again. I don't know. It was...
1: I feel like stereotypically a lot in movies, like if if you're like the beat cop you're allowed to have a, like a family and you can do it. And I don't, I'm not going to speak for real cops or real detectives. Cause I have, I have no fucking idea, but you know, in movies and in TV shows, which again, this is kind of what they're making fun of is that if you're like a detective, it's like, you're so consumed with the job that you don't have time for a family. If you have one, it's like they become second, second tier because you know, you're on the big case or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's funny that I've never really actively thought about that as an idea, but I think that's something that gets perpetuated in movies and in TV shows is like, you know, the the better the detective, the shitty the family life is, right? Because your job is consuming you, mm-hmm. um, which I, I, I would reckon, given the type of character that we see De Niro playing, that's probably what happened.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. When they mentioned, okay, so when uh Robert De Niro's in the car looking at his, um Eddie Murphy's
1: oh his headshot resume, and resume yeah. yes
0: and he's like, like naming the films he's been in and eddie murphy says semi-independent <laughs> film what is what is a semi-independent <laughs> i laughed. that i laughed hard Accent.
1: oh I, I that was very funny <laughs> um i i also liked when they 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 made over his apartment and eddie murphy finds the the picture of him and him and dinner that had clearly been superimposed. They've clearly never been in a, in a poster or picture together in their life. Um, you know, and that's the thing too. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of good, like sight humor and one liners, but then like you mentioned this earlier, way at the top of the episode where you mentioned all the money going into the chases, and the big chase with the dump trucks and the um, the big guns was pretty good yeah, as far as action sequences go. Actually, I didn't mention it because I didn't think – I didn't seen the movie yet, but it was just nominated for like a, a World Stunt Award too. Yeah, because I believe that. it. Yeah.
0: I don't know how this movie got 25%. And I think we need to shine – a light on this movie for the we, entire world. We need it, the
1: justice channel to come here. The
0: justice channel needs to come here and
1: do a special, uh, half hour long episode, yes. a special on showtime and the way that it is aged quite well. Um, in the, in the 18 years since it came out,
0: uh, I really enjoyed this movie and my, okay. One of my favorite lines do it is I think two drops of pee came out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Do you want any context or should we just leave it at that? Just (laughs) Just leave it at that. Eddie Murphy says it. Um, Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I honestly don't have much more to say. I feel like the more, I feel like the shittier the movie, the more that I have things to say on it, right? Because we're like, like, how did they do this or why did they think this was a good idea? But truly and honestly, like, no, like all jokes aside, I was really entertained by this movie. And I can, I can see. Why back in 2002, with these two actors, maybe not at the height of their game, but still, they're Eddie Murphy and Robert De Niro. Like, these are actors who we know and love. I'm surprised that it didn't do as well financially. I'm surprised it didn't do as well critically. I mean, this was never going to get anybody any kind of special award recognition. But um, I just feel like it, it, it just tanked for no reason. I also, maybe, maybe... This is in a slew of Eddie Murphy movies where they all of the like the second the second um, Nutty Professor and and Pluto Nash and then like Doctor Doolittle and Haunted Mansion. This is just in a really okay, bad we can run. Leave Haunted
0: Mansion. Okay, out of it.
1: I'm just saying. Critically, this isn't a really bad run for Eddie Murphy, and I wonder if what it was was critics going, "Oh, it's another Eddie Murphy comedy. I'll pass."
0: Which is sad because yeah, I I'm. I enjoy this movie. I don't know how we're doing but it. T- I'm so thankful we're doing it because I would have never have known of yeah. this movie. No, I agree. And we all need to watch it over and over and over again <laughs> and laugh. It's fun. You it- got Robert D and Eddie Murphy. Love it.
1: I, I mean, yeah. I, I I honestly don't have anything else to say. I I'm not going to ask the question: Is it a good bad movie or a bad bad movie? Because it's not a bad it's movie. It's a good movie. It's it's a good movie. Um. I'm not gonna say it's like in the pantheon of great films, but it's a good movie. It's an 81%. I 81. Italy. <laughs> I easily enjoyed this film.
0: I fully enjoyed this film.
1: Wow. Um, <laughs> but so there you have it. I mean, honestly, I it's just two actual recommendations for Showtime. Um,
0: and but, Robert De Niro can f- handcuff and frisk me any day. Wow. And, that's a line out of the movie. And, I mean, not the exact line. I think the exact line was like, "I would also let." Well, I wrote Robert D, but that what's his name in the film? Mitch. I would also let Mitch handcuff and frisk me as the line in the movie.
1: And what's great about that is she does this show with her husband. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) those are our thoughts on Showtime. Uh, You can Showtime. Uh, You can hit us up on Facebook. And can you? How does Instagram work? Can they do stuff on Instagram? You can comment and like the pictures I post. Great. Okay. Because I don't. (laughs) I don't know how that works. I do. I yes. do the Facebook shit. Uh, you can find <laughs> us on, on Apple Podcasts and uh, Google Play and Spotify, and we launch at Anchor, so you can listen to us there too. Um, yeah, we were gone for a while. Sorry about that. Quarantine time has been nuts. Um, we're hopefully gonna go back to every other week. We have no idea what our next film is gonna be, and because we don't, feel free to send us some potential movies to watch because we we, we watch shitty that. films. Yeah. Uh, so until our next shitty film, I am Adam. Or a
0: good film, I'm Melissa. <laughs>
1: And hey, thanks for tuning in.